Hello and welcome to the Faculty Podcast, covering the latest breakthroughs, research, news and insight delivered by the world's leading academic and industry figures. Nick Sorensen, Bath Spa University, discusses the origins, character and effects of different ways of training teachers in England since the influential Modes of Teacher Education project in the 1990s. The, the context for the publication of Diversity in Teacher Education was uh, the uh, responses that uh, universities had to the 2010 white paper, uh, The Importance of Teaching, that was introduced by the coalition government. Um, this white paper uh, outlined a shift to school-led initial teacher education and marginalized the role of universities. And furthermore, in the background, there was the viewpoint that academics were being seen as the enemies of promise in that they were hindering the kinds of reforms that the government wanted to introduce. And um, this led to the then Vice-Chancellor at Bath Spa University to say that actually it would be a really good idea to research the impact of these policy changes. And so a group of uh, academics at Basketball University that were part of the Institute for Education got together and began um, a pro- what developed into a program of research looking at these changes ostensibly from the perspective of how uh, it affected uh, their work at Basketball University. And when we began this research program, we were very mindful of an earlier, um, uh, a similar project that took place in the 1990s called Modes of Teacher Education, or the MOAT project. And we were actually very fortunate because uh, we had two members of the MOAT project who actually were working at um, at Bath Spa with us. Uh, There was... uh, Carolyn Whiting, but uh, also we appointed as a research professor um, Jeff Whitty, a very significant academic and sociologist, and that really gave strength and a real um, motivation to the team to begin work on the project. One of the things that we discovered um, was that since the MOAT project, teacher education had become much more fragmented and diverse. Increasingly, there was a trend towards school-led approaches, and the multiplicity of approaches meant that the landscape was very confusing. It was a complex landscape, and it was subject to dynamic and rapid changes. So from the moat point of view, they saw that the situation was relatively simple because they identified three kinds of partnerships. Those partnerships that were led by universities, those that were collaborative, there was a shared leadership between universities and schools, and there were complementary partnerships which were school-led. But... What what then happened is that there were skits, there were school direct routes, some of them were salaried, some were unsalaried, and uh, there were a whole range of other um, approaches, 
for example, the PGCE, the Postgraduate Certificate in uh, Education, that continued. And um, so we were very clear that um, things really had moved on significantly. Our problem was that it, that it was also getting very difficult to understand and document and research those changes because they were so, it was so diverse. The, the first major finding that came out of the research program came from the attempt to map initial teacher education provision. So it seemed a fairly relatively straightforward question. You know, who is offering initial teacher education? Where are they offering it? What kind of uh, opportunities are they offering? And this was an attempt to replicate uh, topography that took place in the Moats project. But actually, we found it really, really difficult not only to uh, discover exactly how many routes there were, but um, to actually ascertain what is happening. And we ended up with realizing that there are actually literally thousands of different organizations that were actually offering teacher education, some for relatively small numbers, some for more significant numbers. And so the, the process of trying to identify and map and document all the changes was extremely problematic. The second finding was that we, we began to see that there were interconnections between teacher education and other educational reforms. These included new forms of school governance, the academization of the education system, um, the formation of multi-academy trusts, um, and that was accompanied by the marginalization of the roles of local authorities. The introduction of free schools that had a direct relationship with central government for their funding. And these new kinds of approaches to schools, these new developments, also led to a trend in which schools wanted to create teachers in their own image. Um, the branding of teachers uh, by particular multi-academy trusts, these are the kind of teachers we want to teach in our uh, cluster of schools. Um, so those were, that, those were sort of the, the, the main changes, but at the heart of it, although it became, it's becoming a much more complex picture, we still recognize that uh, partnership between schools, between schools and universities, was, in, was still very, very important. And um, we also we looked very closely at the kind of partnerships that were emerging and exactly what was happening within those partnerships. Well, within a school-led system, um, you're encouraging schools to take responsibility for teacher education. And a number of schools, of course, were in a position uh, to do this, and they wanted to do that. And they, and they certainly began to do that, and they're doing a very good job. Uh, with teacher education but what we found out in the case study that we did for example of a skit is that uh, they had developed very successfully they were involved in the school direct route 
for a while, and then as they became more confident and they wanted to take more control of teacher education, they became a skit, school-centered initial teacher training. But uh, within their area, another school decided that they wanted to do the same thing, and that's all well and good, but the number of people that wanted to train to be teachers in that area didn't actually meet the demand that there were for places. So um, what was going to happen is that one of those skits would probably not survive because it wasn't financially viable. So as the system develops, it also um, becomes increasingly, there are increasing levels of instability. And, and that is clearly problematic. What we discovered is that although partnership was very important, it was quite a complex relationship that schools had between themselves and also that they had within universities, that um, schools wanted to collaborate with each other and needed to collaborate with each other, but they were also very mindful that, that there was a competitive environment happening as well. So um, tensions arose from the conflict between those two approaches. There are grounds for an optimistic approach, <laughs> or a greater optimistic approach. Um, I think the idea that uh, schools would, would take almost total control of teacher education, that teaching is something that could be learnt on the job, on an apprenticeship model, um, those kind of ideas are actually disappearing. And I think one of the things that has emerged, and emerged in our study, and has continued to develop, is actually that um, educating a teacher is a partnership enterprise. It does require, obviously, input from schools. It does require practical expertise. But it also requires some kind of theoretical and research basis. I think the, the view, a view is emerging that, where possible, teacher educators should introduce new teachers to pedagogies that are grounded in a firm evidence base and that there is a very important relationship to be built between the practice of teaching and learning and educational theory. And we're beginning to see um, evidence that various important groups are, be are beginning to bridge the gap on that. So the universities. Council for the Education of Teachers, USET, are working on a position paper which is trying to articulate what is the intellectual basis of teaching. Um, I think there is a, 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 strong, a stronger sense that uh, teaching is um, an intellectually challenging, it's a complex, it's a very sophisticated activity, and that um, an education needs to involve input from universities that can support reflection and theory and research alongside the practice uh, of teaching that they get in schools and the experience that they get from people that are working in schools. I think the other um, important development that we're seeing is an interest in um, practice which is informed by research and that so that when teachers are doing something, they're asking questions about, so what, what's the basis for this pedagogic approach? What's the evidence that it is working? What is the evidence that it's worthwhile?